Welcome back to another episode of Comedy's Dead. I'm Sandra. I'm your host. And we're going to get right into it because I re really don't have that much time today. My kid's going to be home in like less than an hour. So whatever. I'm a single mom. I don't have time for shit. So anyways, what is going on in the news today? Elon Musk is trying to buy Twitter, as you've all heard. And I don't think they're going to let him do it. But honestly, I wish he could buy the whole damn internet because I don't know about you guys, but I'm really sick of this censorship and, you know, certain voices being prohibited on Facebook and demoted and Twitter. And I know I'm probably going to talk a lot about Facebook because I can't get a following on Twitter at all. So my grievances are more with Facebook. And as a comic, I can tell you right now, Facebook is killing comedy because if you want to be a comic, you need to do open mics. You have to practice. And the way that you find out about these open mics is through Facebook and you have to join these groups and all the groups are private. Okay. And these groups exist. These open mics exist all over the country. They're in every state and comics frequently go to other states to practice as well. So if you want to find out where the mics are in other states, you have to join the damn groups. So what ends up happening is because of the way the algorithm works, you have all these comics that are a member of all these private groups. And, you know, Facebook's algorithm works by suggesting friends based on likes, interests, you know, that type of stuff. So now what you get is the, the algorithm sees, oh, so-and-so is a group of the Indianapolis comedy scene, and she's not friends with this person, and they're in the same group, so they're going to suggest that person, and then they're going to suggest your page to that person. And then it, it gets in this big web where all you're getting is friend suggestions for other comics. And as a comic... You want to build an audience. And if you're not in New York or L.A., the only way that you're able to do that is through social media. But guess what? Comics aren't your audience. So you just get this feedback loop of shit that doesn't matter. And you can't opt out of the groups because then you won't know when or where the damn mics are. So it's bullshit. And so I, I was looking into the way their Facebook's algorithm works. And I didn't know this, but one of the ways that it works is by a point system. So for instance, you get so many points for a like, so many points when people comment. You also get points when someone shares something that you post. And there's also a demotion. So if you, let's say someone unfollows one of your posts, that's a hundred point deduction. 100-point deduction. I mean, what if somebody posts a picture of a spider? I mean, how many people are going to get scared or creeped out and be like, oh, I don't want to see that again, so they unfollow it? But how many people like spiders and want to see it? And, and how does this algorithm work? I mean, what if, for instance, you get five likes, six comments, two shares, and then somebody unfollows it? It seems to defeat the purpose. I mean, I don't even understand why they even have this 100-point deduction because someone unfollows a post. I mean, these people are supposed to be math geniuses, you know, creating these algorithms that are supposed to help us. But I'm sorry, 
the people that are making these algorithms are so out of touch with reality, it's not even fair. I mean, what if you and your boyfriend break up and he starts dating your best friend's husband's sister? So now whenever you log on Facebook, whenever they're at a family outing, you have to see a picture of your ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend and your best friend's family because of the way tagging works. So what do you do? You unfollow your best friend for a while so you don't have to see the pictures. And now what? She gets a 100-point deduction because of a breakup she had nothing to do with? I mean, do you see what I'm saying? These people are so out of touch with reality, it's not even funny. And there's no way for us. I mean, what, can I go knock on, what's his stupid, Mark Zuckerberg's house or whatever and complain about this? I mean, where do I take my grievances? What, what am I supposed to be like Martin Luther and go like post a nail, a letter to the damn door, the, the headquarters in San Francisco or wherever the hell it is? It's bullshit and I'm sick of it. Anyways... So I don't even really approve. I'm going to get a drink because my mouth is dry because it is cum tree season. It is. It's cum tree season. You know those white trees you see everywhere this time of year? They smell like cum. So, and I have really bad allergies. And whenever you're walking outside right now, it's literally like walking in the wet spot in the bed. And as someone who hasn't had sex in over two years... I miss the wet spot in the bed, but not the UTIs. But anyways, back to comics, because I don't approve, I rarely ever approve friendships from other comics on Facebook because it defeats the purpose. They're not my audience. So, but every now and then I will. I was uh, talking to a comic the other night. He had messaged me. So we were messaging back and forth. So obviously I approved his friend request. And you know how whenever you approve somebody, the first post that you see when you go to log back into Facebook is the person that you just added? So there he was, and he had tagged another comic that I knew, and it was this long post. I don't know. I didn't read it because I don't have time and I really don't give a shit. But then I started seeing a bunch of other comments with the same comic tagged, and I was like, oh, well, it's his birthday, you know? So I figured... I'll do what everyone else is doing and I'll go and I'll make somebody else's birthday about me and go say happy birthday on his Facebook page. Well, I go to his Facebook page and it wasn't his birthday. He was dead. And listen, I know this is dark. I am sorry, but can we talk about this, please? You have, whenever somebody dies, people post these long eulogies and all these special occasions and all these sad memories and I'm I'm reading some of these and I know for a fact some of these people didn't know this guy at all I mean not eat the slightest bit and here they are writing a eulogy like you know it was their brother or something and I'm sorry it's just on Facebook you're more popular dead than you are alive and I think that's sad I don't think it should be like this but I think the least Facebook could do is anytime somebody dies, they should create a photo montage of all the photos you posted and all the pictures you were tagged in over the years to be played at your funeral, you know? That way the grandkids can see what a whore grandma used to be. What? Nobody regrets being a whore. I mean, nobody's on their deathbed wishing they sucked less dick and spent more time arguing on Facebook. Oh, the earth is flat. Yes, it is. No, it's not. You're stupid. You should kill yourself. I mean, where did 
come on, if you seriously believe the earth is flat, you definitely receive disability benefits from the state. And look, I'm not saying take away these people's only source of income. Just their internet access. I mean, what? Village idiots don't get to use the internet. They don't, because then they go and they meet other village idiots and they have a bunch of village idiot little kids and they grow up and they go to juggalo concerts or ICP concerts or whatever the hell that group is. You know, the weirdos. And honestly, in today's climate, I would rather coexist with the juggalos than have to deal with these coastal elites who think it's their divine purpose in life to go around and get people kicked off of Facebook and social media and cancel their speech because for whatever reason they find what they're reading to be offensive. I mean, it's really, these people are such crybabies. Meanwhile, there are people in China right now killing themselves, setting themselves on fire, just trying to be heard. There was a, uh, this is true, I read it on Vice, a Chinese pop star, he was a Tibetan pop star, set himself on fire. Is that not, I mean, and he, he was like, I, I mean, a big pop star. And of course, China's censorship is out of control. So you're not going to hear much about it. But he was literally like the Justin Bieber of China. And he went in front of the Dalai Lama's former residence, doused himself with gasoline and lit himself on fire. I mean, that is an overtly political statement for a pop star. I mean, couldn't he have just went on Joe Rogan? I mean, that's honestly, when you think about it, that is how, that's how you get heard. I mean, you got to find somebody else to tell your story to so you can get people to listen. And I mean, I, I mean, there's a lot of things I don't like, especially about this country and other countries and the way things operate. But setting myself on fire, that is something that's not even in my thought process. But I don't. I don't know a whole lot about Tibet or Buddhism. I mean, I know a little bit, but and I, I started looking into this, and the, the pop star's name was, eh, I'm going to try to pronounce this, Taswang Norbu. And anyways, he was, he was hot. Tibetans are hot, actually. I work with a bunch of Tibetans at Amazon and Burmese and... Uyghurs, pretty much anyone trying to escape that area of the world, they're, they're all at Amazon. Anyways, I'm probably going to get fired for that, but I don't care at this point in my life. It can't get any worse. So I started looking into it, and since 2009, there have been 158 self-emoliations. At least that's what they call it. And that's at least that's what we know of. I mean, there's probably more because China really doesn't report it. But anyways... So I started looking into Tibet, and they're only 60, 70 years out of feudalism. So, I mean, they're still kind of wild over there when you think about it. And they're, uh, so, I mean, feudalism. So the, the monasteries and the wealthy landowners basically controlled the government. So when you grew up, you either became a monk and joined the monastery, or you worked on somebody else's farm, or you were just a peasant and begged in the street for money. And also, I mean, it's, it's primarily farmland. I mean, it's farmers, it's herdsmen, they herd yaks, and they grow wheat. 
but there are still nomadic villages. They're not really nomadic because, they, I mean, they live in a village, but the husbands, the men go out and herd the yaks, and the women, all they do all day is go around and collect yak shit. Yak shit. That's how they heat their home, and that's how they cook. They cook in a, like over a stove, like a wood-burning stove, but it's not wood. It's yak shit. And they still live like this today. And another thing that I was reading about is in Tibet, I don't know if it was just Tibet or if it was Buddhism in general, but the wheel was forbidden. They didn't want you to use the wheel because they said that it would offend the will of Dharma. So again, whenever I read anything, and I read this on the Smithsonian, I was reading a, a whole bunch of stuff about Buddhism and how they find the new Dalai Lama and just the history of the lamas throughout time. But whenever I read anything that where you something's prohibited because you might offend somebody or an object, I like to look at it a little critically because that's just an, a wheel. Anyways, but in the up at, so China, we know China invaded in 1950. And up until that point, 25% of the population were monks and the rest were farmers. So you mean to tell me in a farm country, in a herds country, where 25% of the country were monks, they didn't let you use the wheel? I mean, what if you couldn't walk? I mean, what, no wheelchair for you because of karma? Better luck next time in your next life, asshole. I mean, and I think, and honestly, and I think that's what the 13th Dalai Lama was thinking, because he actually, when he took the throne, he went to India and bought two cars. And he said that it, he wanted to modernize Tibet and put a mark in that. Remember the 13th Dalai Lama, because this stuff is going to blow your mind. So I started reading about the Dalai Lamas, and a lot of them died young. The 9th, the 10th, the 11th, the 12th, all died between ages 17 and 20. And I guess um, the monks would fight amongst each other whenever there was disagreements. And sometimes the monks and the landowners would fight. So there was always conflict. So whenever there was conflict, these monks, not the monks, the Dalai Lamas would just die under suspicious deaths so i mean when the monks fight the llama dies but and they would like the 11th dalai lama he died under suspicious circumstances uh something fell like a roof fell on his head or something and it was noted that it was odd because he hung out with commoners and he wanted to raise taxes and two days before he was ready to take the throne a roof caved in and killed him so that was odd. And then the 13th Dalai Lama, this is, this is interesting. This is why I told you to remember the 13th Dalai Lama going to India to get two cars when the wheel was forbidden. Okay, so according to the 13th Dalai Lama's autobiography, he states that the 12th Dalai Lama died after he had a vision of the lotus flower telling him that he needed to engage in tantra sex and he refused and then he died the next day i mean so groomers there's groomers everywhere right isn't that the new thing everyone's worried about groomers and their kids being groomed 
I mean, I think it's grooming when you you don't want to engage in tantra sex and then you die and then the next Dalai Lama that replaces you, he gets to go get two wheels. Just saying, there's pedophiles everywhere, everywhere. You got to watch out. But, and yeah, it's just, history's fun. Like when you really read into some of this stuff, it's so, it's just crazy. And, and you know, and I'm not, I'm not picking on, Buddhism at all. I've actually saw seen the Dalai Lama speak. I went to IU. I think I've talked about that before. But I went to IU, which is in Bloomington, Indiana, and the Dalai Lama's half brother runs the monastery there. And I actually got to listen to him speak. And he's very charismatic and he says a lot of great things. And so when I saw the Tibetan monk or the Tibetan pop star that set himself on fire, and I was reading about how China censors all this. I started reading about how there was a university in North Carolina that was actually going to have the Dalai Lama come speak, but they canceled it because China didn't want him to speak because they consider the Dalai Lama an enemy. And it's just actually really sad because the Dalai Lama speaks a lot about not hating China and having compassion for the Chinese people. So I'm not picking on Tibetans or Buddhism. And I know they're very happy. They're full of life. They're always smiling. And I don't know, like, are they happy? Or are they just high from all the methane gas they're cooking in their houses? I don't know. And please don't think that I am taking the side of China because I am not. I would rather pick up yak shit for the rest of my life than work 12-hour days, six days a week for a manipulated currency. Yeah, we know China China manipulates their currency. And I understand that China is an export country. So in order to keep competitive in the market, they have to keep their cost of production down. But they're, and it's not a yen, it's yuan, Y-U-A-N. Anyways, I'm just going to call it the Chinese currency because I read, I don't watch videos, so... I massacre a lot of words, I guess. I don't know. But they, it's seven Chinese dollars to equal one dollar, one American dollar. I mean, that's way low to me. I mean, that's the second largest economy in the world. And you're telling me that the exchange rate, that if someone from China wanted to buy something here or come here, the exchange rate would be 15, 17 cents. That's, I mean, I understand you have to keep, their currency low so we can keep buying their products but what about the chinese people how are they ever going to get out of poverty and what kind of quality products are they able to purchase in china with a currency that is seven chinese dollars to one american dollar and another way that they keep their it's i guess it's extremely important for them to keep their currency down but i guess they also what china the chinese government does and I didn't know this. They buy up all of America's debt, so which makes our dollar more valuable. And China owns $3.2 trillion of America's debt, which why this is a big deal is because if they were to sell those bonds off, that would dr- dramatically lower the value of America's dollar. And... And I don't think China would do that because, you know, then our dollar wouldn't mean much and we couldn't keep buying their shit. But my whole point is, if 
our dollar is only so valuable because China keeps their currency undervalued and buys up all of our debt. It, it seems problematic, doesn't it? I, I mean, I'm not an economist. I don't know. But I just think if you purposely keep your currency that low and that manipulated, if you were to reverse engineer that, isn't it the same as dumping? Anyways, I don't know. I mean, I can't get anyone to talk to me about this. But you know what? It doesn't matter because you're not allowed to talk about China. Talking, speaking bad about the Chinese government in this country is forbidden. So whatever. I don't know. That's why they didn't let the Hunter, store, Hunter Biden laptop story come out. You know, it's all bullshit. I mean, they totally, they didn't just squash that story. They totally blocked it from the public. And if you really want to know why, again, it's like the Tibetan wheel thing. Anything you want to know or understand, I mean, you really have to look at it. And you have to look at it critically. So what do we know? Who was Twitter's shareholders? BlackRock, BlackRock, Vanguard, and State Street. They own everything, okay? They actually own 80% of the companies on the S&P. So if you look at what was happening, everything's made in China. The Trump, administra- the Trump administration was engaged in a trade war with China, and the laptop story probably would have, I don't know, swayed the election in favor of Trump. So they blocked the story. And I, I mean, why? I mean, was it because it was going to be bad for American business or Chinese business? I don't know. Probably Chinese business. And it's something that we're never going to hear about or understand because the same top shareholders, they also own all the media companies, all the newspapers. They own everything. So, you know, I just personally know as a comedian, it ruined my business. I mean, he was, God, what, man, what a loser. This kid was such, oh my God. Besides the fact that he was banging his brother's widow and posting the sex tapes to Pornhub. He also got her addicted to crack. He got her sister addicted to crack. He was fucking her too. And he was posting all these videos to Pornhub. Holy shit. All while doing high power business deals with the Chinese government. I mean, how is that not a national security threat? So whatever, what the, I mean, No, he really didn't do anything illegal. Well, actually, other than smoking crack. And this is another thing. This is what really pisses me off. I mean, comics would have had a heyday with this for months, okay? Not only was he a crackhead, but he was actually banned. He got a lifetime banned from the Chateau Mermon, you know, the hotel in L.A. where all the rich, famous people go to get high. But he, he wasn't banned for smoking crack. He was banned because he was cooking crack. Yeah, he was so broke, he couldn't afford crack anymore. He had to learn how to make it. So, I don't know, it's the American dream. You can be anything you want to be, especially if you are the son of a vice president. Anyways, but no, he didn't do anything illegal. I mean, all the stuff that he did was technically legal. I mean... It was really just the fact that a few months after his dad became vice president, him, Christopher Hines, which was John Kerry's 
stepson and one of their friends, Devin Archer, who was actually a longtime family friend of the Carries, started a international investment firm called Rosemont Seneca. And then eventually Rosemont Seneca joined forces with a international investment firm in China by the name of Boha Harvest. And that investment firm was actually controlled by the Chinese government. So what happened was all these deals that were made just so happened to be with Chinese military-owned companies, military contractors, and many of the businesses were actually under the in, under investigation from the FBI. And a lot of these companies that he invested in, who in turn came to America and acquired American companies that had dual-use purpose technology. So it had to be approved by committees in Washington. These companies were actually known for stealing American technology. And a lot of their CEOs were arrested for spying and stealing technology. It is widely known that whatever the Chinese government cannot buy from America, it steals. I mean, America prosecutes more Chinese spies than we do actual Americans that steal shit in this country. So I just think President Z was sick of all of the spies getting arrested that he just hired a crackhead to do it for him. And that's what happened. That's that's what happened, guys. It wasn't illegal. It was just a crackhead doing business with the Chinese military. I, I mean, I... I mean, I'm upset that we don't talk about it. I don't know if you, why wasn't this on the news? I don't know, probably because most of it happened around 2016. And at at that point in time, people were too busy trying to figure out why a bunch of white guys were walking around with tiki torches, chanting, Jews will not replace us, all while China was replacing us. I mean, this... I mean, there's no rules here, okay? There's no rules. If you're rich and you have money, you can do whatever you want. Just don't say the N-word and don't fuck kids and you'll be fine. You won't even make the news. So, but what what I'm curious about, because I'm not an economist. I'm not at all. I I don't, I'm not very good. I mean, I kind of understand some of it. But what I'm interested in is how all these deals and all this spying and stealing of technology... How does this affect all the small businesses? I mean, I don't give a shit about the S&P 500. I mean, I'm I'm more interested in the small businesses because 99% of the country or 99. 99% of the businesses in this country are small businesses, not on the S&P. So that's the majority of our workforce. So I would be interested to see what they think about all this Chinese stealing and how it affects their business. But you know, you're not allowed to think anymore in this country. And I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I support free trade. I'm not some like kooky nationalist populist, but I mean, I just don't think there's much competition when the same three shareholders, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard own everything. I mean, where, where is the competition? Doesn't seem like there's much going on. And I know they they allow it and they say it works because what? We have a robust economy. And I guess that's true. We do. I mean, it makes money for the investors and the investors are the clients on the S&P 500. So it works for them. And I guess it trickles down. And, you know, we're just supposed to be happy with this robust economy we have. But, you know, we're not supposed to ask about 
the rising crime rate in this country. No, you're not allowed to ask about that because they'll just have one of those data scientists, sociologists or psychologists or whatever come on the news and they'll be like, well, actually, if you look at the, the crime rate and compare it to, you know, the human existence over time, it's actually the lowest it's been ever. And it's like, what kind of bad algebra equation is that? I, it's like people just want to go to the quickest, easiest explanation. They don't want to think. And it's like, well, no, actually, it isn't the lowest it's ever been in time because the crime rate has steadily been going up over the past decade. So it's higher than it was last year and the year before that and the year before that. So what? I mean, they don't want to think critically anymore. It's like thinking critically has been removed from the equation. That's what it seems like to me. Just don't ask questions. Trust the algorithm because thinking is bad for business. That's what I feel like we're being told in this country. And you can't post about it on Facebook or, you know, they'll demote your post and no one will see it. It'll be in this way down to where, I mean, you would have to be high as fuck to be scrolling that far down to see some of the posts that I've posted. And it's bullshit, but whatever. I don't know. I mean, think about it. I mean, yeah, we have a great economy right now, but we have the highest crime rate. We have suicide rate at an all-time high people are addicted to everything what are how many people od'd last year i over a hundred thousand people died of drug overdose and we're set to exceed that this year i think we might already be over a hundred thousand overdose overdose deaths this year and everyone's crazy everyone's got a mental illness i mean you can't listen to a podcast without being hearing about what's the what is that online therapy can help um try better help yes better help i actually spoke to a comic in Terre Haute, indiana and she is actually a psychiatrist and she just graduated and she's trying to get a job and she worked for a little bit for better help and she said it sucks the pay is horrible and Anyway, so brought to you by BetterHelp. I don't know. It's just bullshit. I mean, do these people stop to think that maybe everyone's just so fucking nuts in this country? And yeah, we have a great economy, but I think some of these people are just going to work so they can keep buying whatever drug that it is that keeps them from flipping the fuck out. I mean, I personally like to take Molly and hang out with weirdos, but I have a kid and I'm busy now, so I'm really fucking depressed. And I hurt my back, and, you know, it's just, it's it's bullshit. I mean, I think, I think that's it. I think we are just a country of high-functioning addicts just wandering around looking for our next hit. We don't care. I mean, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. I just want to be rich enough so nobody tries to take the drugs away. Because that's what talent is. It's a crazy person utilizing their mental illness. I mean, what do you want to be, a lab rat without the drugs? Or do you want to be a crazy person on drugs? I mean, I don't know about you, but loneliness sucks. And I would rather be a crazy person on drugs. I would. I know. And we don't make anything in this country anymore. So people are bored. Everyone's... You know, I mean, China, well, China made TikTok and now all of our kids are stupid and addicted to the internet. It was, I have a kid and you know what? She was not looking at her phone until TikTok came out. And I'm really pissed that China created it. And then now for their country, they're only allowed to be on it 
three hours for the week and it has to be positive. It has to be like you posting a picture of learning how to play the flute or to make a bracelet or something. Meanwhile, our kids are just whores on TikTok. They're little spoiled whores. Anyways, we don't make anything anymore. And everyone's like, tells me that I'm high strung and, you know, I need to use a vibrator. And that's true. Probably I do. I haven't sex in over two years. But you know what? I am not. They don't make any. They don't make vibrators that are made in America. And I am not sticking anything in my pussy that comes from China. Unless it's a real Chinese dick. Anyways, I'm sick of all these corporations that get to go over to China and exploit these poor people. They're making pennies to the dollar and here we are for for what so someone can spend 120 dollars on a pair of air force ones i mean i'm busy i'm a mom i i don't have my life is falling apart because i'm trying to follow my dream of being a comic and you can't do it anymore in this country because china has forbidden speaking poorly about the chinese government fuck you why can't i go to china and get a uyghur Seriously, I'll get them a rug for whatever corner they want to pray in. I just, I'm busy. I have stuff to do. Anyways, that was my rant for today because I ran out of time and I got high yesterday because it was 4.20 and I filmed this and I forgot to turn the mic on and I was like, oh, fuck, you know, and then I, I had to go to the gym today and I ended up hurting my back really bad on the rower. I have, I, I have... I spent my whole life running and wakeboarding and surfing and doing all this horrible stuff. And now I, I have arthritis in my, uh, what are they called? Facet joints. And I also have no, what's the little gel like stuff in between? Like there's not a whole lot of cushioning in my L5 and L4. Anyways, so yeah, I'm in pain and I try not to take ibuprofen. I mean, I have prescription ibuprofen, but I would only take that if I have the shooting pain where you can't walk. And I went through four weeks of hell of that and I'll never do that again. But ibuprofen, it's better if you don't take the anti-inflammatories. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. And that is another thing I want to talk about. The fucking pharmaceuticals companies they lie oh my god they lie and that's another thing we don't make anything everyone's everything is made in china guys everything all of our pharmaceuticals all made in china i mean and listen i'm not picking on china because i do i feel bad for the chinese people i wouldn't want to work 12 hour days six days a week and they have this slogan that's going around it's called 996 it's nine to nine six days a week and it's a big movement in china and I wouldn't want to, I mean, what's so great about having a robust economy if we're just one sleep deprived Chinese virologist away from the next global pandemic? I mean, do we think about that? But we're not allowed to talk about that because that's forbidden. Not allowed to speak about that at all. And I mean, and they're locking down again. Are you kidding? For Omicron, they... They're, they locked Shanghai down for, what, two weeks because of a few Omicron cases? Are you kidding me? I had Omicron. I went to the gym. And I go to the gym early when all the old people are there. And you know what? All those old fuckers are still there on the treadmill. They're doing fine. So get back to work, China. I'm trying to buy a Prius. Anyways, so that was Comedy's Dead. Like, follow, subscribe, and... 
I just heard the door open, so my kid's here. So and she's gonna want food, and she has practice later, and now I gotta go be a mom, and it is so boring. Anyways, thanks for watching. Like, follow, subscribe.